0: What up everybody, welcome to another episode of Two Smart Dummies Podcast. As always, I'm your host Marcus.
1: And I'm your host B. Reed. Brady, what's up man? Old bunch of nothing man, got some sad news in the NBA about David Stern.
0: Terrible news man, um, shout out to Commissioner Stern, um, had a brain hemorrhage, uh, At dinner last week. Um, Sad thought, man. Uh, Sounds like he's in critical condition. Uh, You always worry about that with older people. So, you know, sad, sad thought.
1: Yeah, at his age, it's uh, going to be kind of shaky. The lucky part is they caught it soon enough where they can actually try to do something about it. It wasn't just total brain damage, it doesn't sound like. But anytime you have bleeding on the brain, that's a pretty serious issue
0: yeah and you know people think about the last few years of, of david stern's run and and well really i don't know probably the last 15 years as the turn of the century with uh, a lot of the cheating and the scandals and all the stuff that we talked about in the last pod but what well, people don't realize that david stern is actually a pioneer um he, he you know people talk about michael and magic and larry saving the nba but david stern is on that that mount rushmore of why we have the
1: current nba that we have now so yeah, I'm not sure if he isn't the Mount Rushmore. I mean, he might be the mountain, and everybody else <laughs> putting on him. I mean, without him, because if you think about it, we know about you know the TV contracts that he put in place and all of that stuff with you know Magic and um, Larry Bird. But even before then, he was a lawyer for the NBA, so he was big in the ABA merger, negotiating those deals, getting a lot of those teams out of contracts. He was behind the scenes. Of a lot of things that happened in the late 60s 70s uh, players union and all that stuff so yep. he's been a part of the nba for what 50 60 years yeah
0: and when he took over the nba uh you know they were tape delaying the finals games um you know this was when magic and, and, and bird were still young in the league and, and you had lakers and celtics finals so um he really did usher in a new era and and you know everyone should really be thankful for, for David Stern because without him, we have no Adam Silver or, or current NBA model, so.
1: Yeah, man. Sad news, but we have to move on to other things happening in the NBA. Um,
0: man, let me ask you something. LeBron James said that uh, he doesn't believe mo- load, load management. Basically, he's like, you know, if, if I'm if I'm healthy, I'm going to play. Uh, he was kind of taking the shot at the Clippers and Kawhi Leonard. Um... And Doc Rivers came back and said, You know what? Well, the Lakers just do whatever LeBron says they, they're going to do. That's their philosophy. <laughs> uh, what do you make of that? Is it good for for this? I guess if you want to call the Lakers and Clippers a rivalry, I mean, I don't think they probably don't see it as that, but um, what do you think of that?
1: Yeah, I don't think the Lakers and Clippers can be a rivalry until the Clippers start winning some championships. I know this version of the Lakers haven't won any championships and they hadn't won anything since like, what, 09, 010, but. Still, Clippers had never won shit. So they have to earn their respect before they can even be considered a rivalry. But what LeBron's talking about with load management, this is the same dude that's fighting for lower games. So he's saying, you know, if I'm healthy, I'm going to play. But then you're complaining about the amount of games you're playing in. So everyone hands it a different way. You can't tell them. Obviously, it worked for Kawhi last year. So you can't tell him how to handle his body. No one tells you how to handle your body. There are people saying that you could have played last year when the Lakers and that you were just letting them, you know, lose. So nobody knows what's going on with other people's bodies.
0: Yeah. But you know, if you're if you're Doc Rivers, y'all doing the same thing over there. Okay, Kawhi is running the organization. Paul George running the organization. So don't you can't really just take a shot and be like, you know, well they I ain't got know, no Paul backbone George. over there.
1: I don't know if Paul George is running the organization. You might have went a little too far there.
0: Well, certainly Kawhi. So,
1: as he should, he's the king.
0: Uh, let's slow down. All right, slow hey, he down. The,
1: he snatched the crown from LeBron's hand. He,
0: I think he's the best player in the NBA, hands the hands down right now. I know a lot of people will still say it's Giannis. Um, I think it's Kawhi. Um, I mean, and you can't
1: p- give Giannis that respect. Like everybody else is held to the standard of. You know, going to the championship, winning the championship, until Giannis is able to get his team to the championship. He can be the best talent, the most talented player in the NBA. He can't be the best player in the NBA. Not, not my opinion.
0: I agree. Um, So Kevin Garnett went on the Bill Simmons podcast uh, this week, and they were promoting – he and Adam Sandler were promoting their new movie, Uncut Gems. Uh, which I
1: want to see. It does look good. I,
0: I like a lot of Adam Sandler's serious roles. Um his other shit i don't i don't even pay attention to but this (laughs) movie looks like it has some some potential so i'll probably check it out but kg kind of talked about the lebron uh era and how you know they broke lebron they forced him out of cleveland um and basically that he still is not cool with lebron or dwayne wade or any of that so uh what did you get a chance to listen to that interview
1: Y'all yeah, listen to bits and pieces of it, and I agree with them for the most part. I mean, they did break LeBron. If you remember the whole reason for LeBron going to Miami, we we look at LeBron as like this great winner and this great champion, but he essentially quit in that fourth quarter. Oh, I mean, yeah. I I know he had a triple-double, but he was not involved in that game in the fourth quarter. I'm talking about in what? It would be 2009, that semifinals game against yep. the Celtics. They were throwing five dudes at him, forcing those role players to beat him and said, if LeBron wants to beat me by himself or if he wants to pass the ball to those other players, we're going to allow him to do that. They kind of played on LeBron, making the making the right play. And what happened is, yeah, for a couple of games, you know, a couple of shots, you know, Mo Williams, they're going to hit those shots. But what happens when you got to take 20 shots, Mo Williams? Now, Mo Williams is a bad example because i seen him do 30 and 10 with the Clippers for about a half a season. But you know those other dudes couldn't carry the team, and it frustrated LeBron. LeBron left and went to Miami, so I feel like he got a point. And he's old school, you know. He doesn't. He doesn't. He was mad at Ray Allen. They didn't talk to Ray Allen after he left. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: But you know what? Uh, I think the we we've gotten further and further. I mean, like you said, it's been about a decade now um, since those Celtics teams, but. I think they're they one of the more underrated teams. They only won one title, got to two. But, uh, you know, I think they are one of the more underrated teams in history um, and how smart they were. And if you think about it, they really should have won two titles.
1: Yeah, that team had a ton of potential. The problem was when they got together, they were already up in age. Yep. But KG was just about, about to
0: break down.
1: Yeah. So you had one year KG had a knee injury. Then the, that follow that was the year they didn't make the finals. So they won the finals. That next year, I believe KG got hurt. So then they didn't go to the finals. They ended up getting beat by the Orlando Magic when Dwight Howard's at his prom. Yep. They come back with a healthier team. They go to the finals and they probably should win if um, Kendrick Perkins doesn't get hurt. Their best post defender gets hurt. I mean, you know, big when you're playing against Pal Gasol and Andrew Bynum. Because he I've... got hurt.
0: I say that, but you also think that the Lakers, I think maybe the Lakers win that first title because they didn't have Andrew Bynum or Trevor True. Ariza. True. Um, you know, so, and that was, I, I don't even think Kobe and and, and, or, and Kobe and, uh, Powell had played a full season together. So, you know, they, they can say that they would have won that second one, and I believe that they probably would have, but I also think the Lakers probably win that first one if they had yeah. a fully healthy team.
1: I just remember in that last game, Kobe played horrible. I mean, I know Kobe is Kobe's championship. He led the team six for 24. But what people don't remember
0: Kobe grabbed 18 rebounds that game, though. Like,
1: so that's my point. So at the point of you're, you're Kobe and you're going six for 24 and you're grabbing 18 rebounds. You're making a decision. You got to – at some point, Powell and Andrew Bynum was tearing them up in the middle. and now you're blocking them out.
0: (laughs) But that that goes to how smart those Celtics teams were because what they did was basically they bet on what Kobe – like you just said with LeBron, how they knew that LeBron was going to always make the right basketball play and they were going to defend that. They did the same thing with Kobe. They knew Kobe was seldom going to make the right basketball play and he was going to shoot – you know, over three people if he had to. And it wasn't until Phil Jackson was like, yo, we're about to lose if you keep playing this way. So while he was shooting six for 24, Kobe decided he did other things. He got 18 rebounds that game, and people don't remember that. So, yeah, he shot piss poor, but, I mean, he did what he had to do to win that game.
1: Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he, he's going to. It's Theoretically, it's still the right basketball play because if they're leaving me one-on-one with somebody, Kobe should be taking the shot. It's just Kobe wasn't on. (laughs) I mean, he wasn't on that night. But he was like you said; they were able to make up, get rebounds, and do some other things. We're gonna get into that because this this part of the basketball revolution is about the Lakers. So I don't want to spend too much time on the Lakers. But let's get get to some of the uh, KG though.
0: Let's get to some of the trade rumors in the NBA right now. Um, The the Pelicans have made Drew Holiday available which you and I talked about last week uh, well, about, well, about time. Well,
1: they haven't. David Griffin was on TV yesterday and said that they haven't made him available. He claims that they uh, that you know December 15th is the deadline for when any player that had just signed a contract this yep. year can be traded. So Griffin was on in the broadcast yesterday, and he said that he was sitting down with Drew Holiday and told Drew Holiday that there will be rumors saying that they make they're making him available, or they should make him available because December fifteenth had just passed. Now he sounded believable, but I don't believe him. I think Drew Holiday is available.
0: I think so too. <laughs> um, you know they they're gonna have to make some moves on that team. I mean it does it kind of doesn't. And Drew Holiday is still a youngish guy, but um, and he doesn't seem like he's complained to this point. Um, about being there. J.J. Reddick, I can imagine, is not super happy right now, seeing as how he's never missed the playoffs uh, in his career. Um, And New Orleans is not going to be making the playoffs this year. Um, That's that's
1: the funny part about it. They're saying that they're reluctant to trade J.J. Reddick, and I don't understand why. I mean, it seems like Drew Holiday would want to be there more than J.J. Reddick.
0: I'm sure J.J. doesn't want to be there, so um but maybe he does I, I mean who knows but that it, it seems like that would be the move to make for them because the rest of their team is other than Drew Holiday is pretty young so um I don't think that OKC okay, is so going to move Chris Paul I kind of I, I said that earlier this year I don't think that he gets moved that contract is just hard to move I think there's places that we'd like to see him um but I don't think he gets moved before the deadline
1: Yeah, and um, that's one of the things that we had talked about before. I think that that being able to move that Chris Paul contract to OKC was a pure favor to Russell Westbrook, because otherwise, I don't see how you trade for that. Not with two years left on it. I know Miami was talking to OKC about trading for it, but they were trying to get um, Chris Paul to like, you know, take a year off the contract or you know forfeit a year. Add an option on the year with a team option where they can have opt out of the contract. He's not going to do that. He shouldn't. He's too no. old to be giving up $20 million. So and I, I still think,
0: think Chris Paul gets moved next year. I just don't think he gets moved during the season.
1: No, no. Next year, because then next year, is a one-year $20 million contract. Yep. It's a lot. It's a lot uh, No, more. it's not
0: 20. It's like $38 million.
1: Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah.
0: So- it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> or it's 44. It's, it's something crazy.
1: Yeah, it jumps, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah. It, the, the last, the last year, year, that
0: contract is like 44 million, 38 million, somewhere in that neighborhood. It's a it's a massive contract.
1: Ah uh, man. Yeah, but still, it's like it's a cap hole. So, I mean, yep. you, you got teams like, you know, Atlanta, <coughs> you could probably... Send Atlanta a first-round pick to get somebody like Chris Paul because it's just a $40 million cap hole for them yep. um, just to hit a floor. So you, they'll be able to move it. It just depends on what type of assets they're trying to get. I'm pretty sure they're going to have to attach a pick to Chris Paul to move him this offseason. Oh, there, There's no doubt about that. Uh, no, one, no one is going to be doing them a favor. But, I mean, they got the most picks in NBA history right now, so it should All be no All the way problem. through, like, 2025, so, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever. They ha- have no problem sending that pick to some desert island, so.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, as you and I talked about, D'Angelo Russell I didn't think was going to get traded in the middle of the season. I-, I thought the Warriors were picking him up because they wanted him, um, yeah. not to flip him. Uh, and I know a lot of people have kind of said the opposite, that they're just going to flip him. I don't think it made sense to flip him because I think he fits with that team. So.
1: Um, I agree. I, mean, I, don't I don't think it's moved. And if they if you're going to move him, it's not going to drastically change in the offseason. I mean, I don't think anything is going to happen to D'Lo where his value would be less. Anybody that trades for D'Lo, you have total control over him. He signed a five-year contract with an option yep. in the fourth or something like that. Yep. So if you trade for him, he's a young 24-year-old, 23, 24-year-old kid, massive talent, all-star, Ain't nothing gonna change if you wait to the all season There's nothing to rush to do. I mean, you want to see. I mean, they could theoretically wait till next trade trade deadline. I would want to see what I have with Steph Curry, D'Lo, Clay, um, Draymond, Pascal. Um, You know, I want to see those pieces together. And if it doesn't work at that point in time, then you make a move because they're all assets. I don't still think it's it's
0: more likely that Draymond gets moved before anybody else. The, the fact is, I know Draymond has been the hardest soul of that team, but, you know, we can look at Draymond over the last – really since 2016, Draymond Green is not the same player that he was, and it's not because he got paid. He just – he's kind of broken down. I mean, he just – he's not as fat. If, if you were to go back and watch Draymond Green in 2014, 15, 16, like, that dude was fast. I mean, he was he was a problem, and, and he could he shoot – He got paid. I don't think it's that he got paid. I just think that <laughs> he he's paid. just – he's not the same player. When you're when you're undersized and you're going against, you know, bigger dudes for years, eventually it's going to wear on you, you know. We-
1: well, I know one thing. If the Warriors end up getting the top five pick and they can get a big man, then Draymond's definitely probably going to be on the move because – why do you need Draymond? and You got two pure ball handles that will probably be in the starting lineup. Yep. You got uh, D'Lo and you got Curry in the starting lineup, so you yep. don't need a Draymond. Is Draymond gonna come off the bench? Or are you gonna bring D'Lo off the bench? Is D'Lo yep. gonna be happy coming off the bench? Is, then you get into some issues. I don't think you need all of those passers on the court at the same time. Now they, I, I don't know. I'm just interested to see how the Warriors look next year. I definitely think they're tanking this year. I think they're shooting. Sure. They're trying to get a pick for sure. And, and it's crazy cuz with these new lottery rules, all they got to do is get in the area. They don't have yep. to be the worst team. They just got to get what within top 5, top and 3. Th-
0: yeah, this was the best case scenario honestly. Um, yeah. you know, it just if if you're going to get hurt then and, and and you know, KD leaves, it just it was best case scenario for them and they're going to turn around and I mean, people have kind of written them off already like, yeah, the dynasty's done. It's like Man, I think them cats are going to be back <laughs> So
1: yeah, I think they're going to be back with a vengeance too Because yep. I mean, they, just, they just have too many assets Right now they're building value for Assets to attach yep. You don't know what they can do Because now Pascal's an asset Now yep. uh, Kyle Bowman's an asset Jordan Poole, these players that they have that Well just see,
0: I don't know Because people will look at that And then you're like uh, Everyone that's left Golden State What's that cat in uh, Minnesota? Uh, yes. Jordan Bell yeah, that's the, never
1: stopped. That's never stopped people before.
0: I mean, that's fair because all it takes is for you to hit on one, but but everyone that's left Golden State has been trash. Yeah, um, I mean,
1: but still, like I said, Tim Hardaway Jr. still getting contracts.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> Kevin Love's on the block. Kyrie, Low, Kyle Lowry. Um uh, it's, fun, you know,
1: it's, it's funny, we talked about that Kevin Love last week and we both said that we thought Portland would be a good spot for him and then the very next day the report comes out that Kevin Love would pre- 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 prefer to be traded to Portland. Yep, I still and he's don't from know how that works, But I don't know how that works with Melo, that's the only thing. I mean, Melo's playing the three, what are you trading? What are you sending? You know what I mean? It's got to be young assets in order to get Kevin Love, but where um, is he playing it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I, I think that you can keep Melo at the 3. Love's going to play the 4 or the 5, um, depending de- on the night and the matchups.
1: Defensively, look at that squad.
0: Oh, it's a lot. Li- they're a liability completely on defense as long <laughs> as Nurkic isn't there. Everyone, no one on that team defends. So, But even
1: if you bring Nurkic back, I mean, Nurkic's going to stay in foul trouble. Nobody on that team can defend on the outside. Nobody. That, that's at gonna least be the- at least before they, and I think they're missing that. Before they had Al Farouk Aminu at the four, they had Mo Harkless at the four. They had defenders that can actually defend, but now they're just lining up with shooters, and nobody's trying to play defense.
0: They went the exact opposite way. I mean, because you think about it, man. I and I get what Portland did because there's only so many times you can watch Al uh, uh, Farouk Aminu and uh, Mo Harkless. Hark- man, there's only so many times you can watch these cats miss open threes and layups and shit. Man, it's just it's only so many times. <laughs> so.
1: But that goes back to my feeling that there's a lack of appreciation for role players. Like, getting rid of Myers Leonard. You know what I mean? Getting rid of Al 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 Farouk Aminu. And then you're, you're seeing that now, and they're replacing it with Melo. Yes, Melo's doing well on offense. He's even showing some effort defensively. But that's not tra- translating into wins. They were the third-best team last year. And it was because of Al Farouk Arino, Moe Harkless, Myers Leonard, their versatility, their depth. But you know
0: what? In the playoffs, them cats were terrible. And, and they've been terrible in the playoffs for years. Um, and at some point...
1: You know, you hear it every year. Every year,
0: Portland loses in the playoffs. It's like, well, we got to blow them up. Break those two up. And and they Portland deserves credit for keeping their guys together. But also, again, in the playoffs, there's only so many times I can watch Mo Harkless and Al go, you know, one for 13 combined. And, you know, there's just only so many times you can do it. Because at some point, you, you got to make some moves.
1: I'm not saying you're wrong. But what I'm saying is they went too far to the opposite like, you know what I'm saying? You got to have some balance in between what you're doing. You can't trade all of them. You know what yep. I mean? You got to, you got, I know they, the Al Alpha was the one that was going to leave because he was a free agent. You know what I mean? Yep. They weren't going to pay him. They could have paid Mo Harkless. Mo Harkless only had, this was the uh, final year of his contract, I believe. Yep. And they traded Mo Harkless and Myers Leonard in order to get Hassan Whiteside, which I don't think is a good move for them because he doesn't defend. He doesn't set screens. He's, lazy and As it hasn't hell. it hadn't really worked out i mean sometimes he has a good game where he really defends the rim like if he plays the Suns and he gets 10 blocks sometimes he's just out there yeah empty stats empty stats What um, about kyle larry man we talked about this before the emergence of fred van fleet and a lot of those young players i think that it's the perfect time to trade kyle larry man
0: man you know it's tough because on a personal level he and messiah went through all that shit after the DeRozan thing, um, I think this is going to be a situation where the only re- way they trade Lowry is if Lowry wants to be traded. Um,
1: he acted like he wanted to be traded last year until they won the title. They won
0: the title, and he and Masai made up, and he was like, I understand, I'd rather have a title than, than Big Forehead DeMar. Uh, Shit, I mean, what
1: you, what you going to say? After you win a title, you're still going to be mad? But I'm going to tell you straight up like this. I don't like Kyle Lowry because when DeRozan left – they were doing that – he was doing that color purple shit by himself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The hand clap shit the whole pregame. He used to do it to Rosen, and he would be like so – that shit rubs me the wrong way. It,
0: it was a little too much, a little too too romantic. <laughs> uh, you know, so – but there's a couple places I'd like to see Kyle Lowry. I mean, we talked about it, Minnesota, Miami. Um, there's places that I think if Kyle Lowry wants to be traded that he will be in demand. Um
1: I think if they put him out there, because you got control of his contract. I said before, adding that extra year to his contract get, gives team control. It's not a one-year rental. Toronto can get better assets back. It's, it's a bet. I think it's time. And I, I thought that was the whole reason why they added a year to his contract, because they were going to move on for him. And I don't see why they wouldn't. Norman Powell is playing extremely well. You got OG is playing extremely well. And you got Fred Van Fleet. You and know what I'm saying? That's
0: one thing that they need to credit, Um you saw uh, you saw and and the rest of that Toronto organization. Nick Nurse. I mean, people give love to the Warriors and deservedly so. But uh, Toronto is is that version of them in the East. They find talent everywhere, from the G League to uh, really, I mean, to Africa to literally everywhere. They they have a system that works.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the new that's going to be the new coaches movement. You're going to start seeing that. Nick Nurse was a winner in the G League. And now he's shown that he can come here and not only uh, win, but he can develop talent because that's what you're doing in the G League. You never know who's going to be on your roster from game to game. They could send three or four people down there. You have to put them in the roster. You have to put them in the game and play them. Then those people leave. That night, right before the game, you know what I'm saying? You never know what's going to happen, and I think that just makes you a better coach because you have to be adaptable to whatever situation is going to happen. And Nick Nurse was very good down there. There's another coach that just got um, hired on, and he was like a champion in the G League, too. I can't remember which one it was, but I think that's going to be the new movement. Team um, Coaches that are successful in the G League, I think they're going to start getting a shot in the NBA.
0: Yep, I agree with you. Um,
1: I did did hear a rumor, and I don't know what you think about this, Dennis Smith Jr. to the Timberwolves.
0: Man, something needs to happen, man. Dennis Smith Jr. has too much damn talent to be wasting away with them clowns in New York. Um, And, and you know, we talked about that might be one of those situations where that cat's confidence is broken. He played a lot last night, but uh, the Knicks suck. (laughs) I mean, and they're not good for anybody. They're they're not good at all. They
1: just... They just put 140 up on Atlanta.
0: Yeah, I saw that. I was watching that game. They had, I think, they had 42 in the first quarter. Yeah, and that goes back to my point that I told you, uh, Trey Young. That when when he's on the floor, Atlanta is the worst team in the league defensively. So as great as he is and as elite as he is on offense, he's such a liability on defense that the rest of the team is hot garbage in uh, the worst league.
1: That's that's on the organization to put people around. You don't put Iverson out there for his defense. You know what I mean? Shit. You have to build around those players. If you can't build around your players. And they will.
0: Yeah. Atlanta's like, a young team. This, this you know, and, and, and they're probably too young. And my problem with Atlanta. They're, no, they're definitely too young. Yeah. And my problem with Atlanta, like, I get the Vince Carter thing, but if you're playing Vince Carter in crunch minutes, crunch time minutes, uh, there's no all right. There's no point of even talking about Atlanta because they've got a 42 year old starting point shooting guard that's playing way too many minutes. I mean, there's there's stuff that you need for leadership, but trading Kent Bazemore made no damn sense because that's a guy that you need that can give you minutes. Torian Prince, those guys can give you minutes without taking away from the development of the young guys. To, yeah, to they, have they, Vince they, Carter makes no so, sense.
1: Torian Prince was in third year. They were out on Torian Prince. They didn't believe in Prince, but Prince helped them defensively. But they were, for some reason, they didn't like him. They weren't going to pay him, so they tried to get what they can for. I agree. Baysmore was a good leader for them. Uh, he he was a good role model for those players. Correct. Um, I think they're missing him a lot. They were. They're a lot more competitive, but I understand because they're trying to put their young people on the court, and they're like, "Fuck it." <laughs> but and, and their
0: young guys are performing well, but yeah. at the end of the day, like we said, you know Atlanta is a is, and it, it's not just a Trey Young problem because, like I said, I my 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 prop my thing with Trey Young, my fear with him down the road, unless they get those unless they absolutely hit on Cam Reddish and uh, DeAndre Hunter and those guys are more than just role players. Um th- what the fuck is Trey Young gonna do with Ben Simmons if they ever, if they make the playoffs? And that's the same issue that Kimball Walker has. Little guards in the playoffs have a lot tougher time. Uh, Kyle Lowry struggled for years in the playoffs because he's a little ass point guard. Chris Paul struggles and when you can trap those guys, it's just a different it's a different game
1: and yeah, it, it's not even really about the trap it's about the defensively you can just always scheme to do a mismatch that was a problem with Isaiah Thomas on the Celtics why he didn't get the contract Isaiah Thomas had an excellent year with the Celtics yep. everyone thought it was a given that he was going to get a max contract the reason why he didn't is when they got in the playoffs against LeBron all they did was put his ass in pick and rolls on yep. the backside Ooh, just keep throwing it to LeBron because there's no way you can stop it and that's why
0: people <laughs> you know Typically, try to stay away from little point guards. And, and again, I think Trey Young is an elite talent. I, you and I disagree on how elite. Um, and we'll talk about Doncic here in a second. Um, but I—I'll tell you, matter of fact, let's go to Doncic. I, t- I tell you, I may be wrong about how good Dallas that that uh, supporting cast is because they went in, they built beat Milwaukee on a on a night where Giannis put up forty eight points, um, and, and Dallas was just whooping their ass um, without. Luka Doncic, uh, who went down with an ankle injury. So, um,
1: they definitely 18 game win streak.
0: Yep. So, I mean, Dallas definitely has a better team than I thought they would. I'm still going to wait to see how they go, you know, what their overall win losses is is without Doncic, but clearly they, they, they can, they're, they're doing okay.
1: Well, this is what I talk about with the devaluation of role players. Like we're always looking for these, Great players, and ever you got to surround them with a bunch of super team players. <coughs> Sometimes you can win with just a good team and good players, and that's how Rick Carlisle won. The one thing about Rick Carlisle is he has a system where you have to buy in. And even before he got KP and Doncic, he had he has players on there that have already bought into his system. Jalen Brunson is a quality backup point guard. Doncic go out, he's still coming in getting ten assists. You know what I'm saying? Delon got, Wright. Yeah, um, DeLon Wright, he just came this year, but he's their type of player. That's the type of player that they need, versatile, multiple positions. You got Kleber, you got um, Dwight Powell, you got um, Tim Hardaway Jr., um, Dory Finney-Smith. A lot of those players played a lot of minutes, starter minutes to two years before Donchick got there. I mean, that was you know what I'm saying? They've been playing in that system. So then you add an elite talent like Doncic, and then put KP in there for a little bit of nothing. All you did was get rid of the players you didn't want anyway. All yep. they lost was Dennis Smith Jr., who they didn't want anyway, and DeAndre Jordan. They got them for nothing. Well, so and just, they
0: traded Tim Hardaway and got him back. Yeah. Oh got no no. Back. Or did no, he come back over? In no that?
1: he he came in he came in that trade that Doncic trade. Okay,
0: I couldn't remember how because oh so could, he left New York and went back to New York or something. I but, uh, I can't remember how that went but, down, but yeah.
1: Yeah, he left New York, went to Atlanta, and yep. then... But even beat, to
0: your point, he's been st- a starting shooting guard for you know the last shit, five he, years.
1: He suckered the Knicks at about $66 million. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. He you was a man for about a year and a half, So he, yep. but he's played quality minutes. Now he's just a role player. He took all those duties off of him and just said, hey, sit in the corner and hit threes. If you hit them, good. If you don't, just play good defense. You know what I'm saying? They have yep. a quality team built around them. I, that Dallas team is better than I thought they were. I think they're going to be better um, just because of the skill set of Doncic, KP, he hadn't really hit his peak yet. But if he gets better in his offense, like I think this is the stretch. This three-week period, they need to find his game right now without well, Doncic on the court.
0: And and I agree with you because, you know, the one thing that isn't talked about about Doncic because of how amazing he is um, and has been is – That ball kind of stops sometimes with him, and he becomes, yeah, he becomes, sometimes he puts up too many shots, um, and I think it's if he shoots over 25 shots, 20 or 25 shots, they're like 7 and 6, but when he shoots under 25 shots, they're like 7 and 1. So, you know. It's
1: it's great. It's spectacular, but what happens is in the playoffs, every time I'm looking at these teams, and when you become a contender, I start looking at what's going to happen in the playoffs. In the playoffs, when you start playing good teams, there's no more, hey, I got uh, Dallas tonight. Three days later, I got Minnesota. Then I got the Clippers on the back-to-back. I'm flying in. Now It's I'm just sitting and looking at how to stop your offense. And the yep. number one thing is going to be stop dodging. What happens after you stop dodging? Yep. You know what I mean? And I want to see some of those other players get more consistent, like Tim Hardaway, um, KP. I need to see more offense. Not just going through him. Because, yeah, it's incredible that he's triple-double and carrying them on their back. But, fuck, how long can you do that? I know he's young, but shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's
0: the... basically been James Harden for Dallas um, But it took But
1: to it took James Harden about seven years to be able to carry that load and get your body right to do that. Yep. This is still Doncic's second year. I mean, yeah, he, but bro- he broke been, down last year. He's been a pro for. They play like 30 to 40 games. That's last... fair last that's year fair. in the second half of the season he broke down he was doing a lot of this last year early I believe he can carry it longer but what happens when he gets the playoff that's an extra what 10 12 16 games how far can he go how much can he hold up on we don't know
0: yep yeah once you start getting into to playing 80 and 90 game or you know 90 and 100 games yeah you're right well that that'll be the tale all right man let's get before we get to our main story real quick I want to touch on uh, on uh a situation that happened in Utah last year where um, the the Jazz ended up banning a fan for calling Russell Westbrook the N-word, allegedly. Um, that fan is back, and he is suing uh, Westbrook and the Utah Jazz for over $100 million.
1: Yeah, and it basically his stance is that he didn't say anything outside of what other fans were saying. So he's saying that – he's not saying that – I mean, he's definitely saying that he didn't say what Be- Westbrook said he said. Russell Westbrook said – that he was saying, um, get down on the get down on your knees like you used to, and Russell Westbrook said it, that he felt that was racist, and then he said that he said he told Russell Westbrook you need to go ice your knees. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. feel like I feel like I side with Westbrook because Westbrook is high. You know, he's very intense, high intense person. But I'm, I'm pretty sure he hears a lot of things. I don't think he flips out if you hear, go ice your knees. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and there was an investigation who, also. Don't let that get dismissed. There was an investigation, and he, then he was banned. Russell Westbrook was fined 25000 but he was banned after the investigation.
0: Yeah. So, you know, his beef... But whatever, yeah. There's no way he sees 100 million. I don't think he gets shit. But
1: uh, well, he basically he's saying, you know, I lost my job, y'all. You know, this they put me in the paper. He doesn't see 100 million. Do no. they settle with him though? Do they let him in the stadium? Do they give him a year ban, a two year? I think oh. I think a lifetime ban is excessive.
0: We'll see. I mean, now, but now, do you want that cat in the stadium?
1: I mean, you just now? can't. You can't just be banning fans, though, man. I I don't know about that. I mean, you pay your money, everybody's heckling. I, I yeah, pers- but
0: you cross the line at some point.
1: But I personally think that that's the pro- that's one of the problems. It's the good thing about the NBA, and it's the bad thing too. Fans are too close. They're way too I'm-
0: close to the to the to the players. Imagine what I they mean, say to
1: football players, they say all kinds of shit to football players. You so can't see it. you can't hear them.
0: I was uh, so I was at the Grizzly Suns game last week, and I was uh, two rows behind the Grizzlies bench, and stunting of course you know <laughs> had to watch jaw dunk on Aaron Baines uh you know but I will say the fans were in Phoenix were not bad but you could just like there was these two kids in front of me and I call them kids they're probably in their early 20s but they were just yelling at Grayson Allen the whole time which fuck Grayson Allen I yell at them too I don't like them, uh like but them. <laughs> they were just yelling at him a bit like Fortnite calling them all types of shit and you know no, nothing that was, like, crossing the line. Grace Allen was kind of smiling, you know. They they weren't, like, being super disrespectful, just more irritating.
1: He is from Duke, so. Yeah, I mean, he deserves
0: whatever he gets. But I was more I just,
1: saying that he's trained and getting talked about, but, yeah, that too.
0: Um, But, you know, so, but had those fans crossed the line, it had been like, you know, what's a player supposed to do? Because it, next thing you know, if you got Ron Artest coming to whoop your ass, can't really be mad, can you? It's like, yeah, if I'd have said that, I wouldn't say that to him in their face.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think we're getting away from the malice at the palace. uh, Last episode, we talked about the malice at the palace. And, you know, people were yelling a lot of stuff at players. Malice at the palace happened, and motherfuckers chilled out. You know what -hmm. I mean? Uh, they might start whooping our ass now. Yeah, now we're getting further away from that. You know, players are taking more. It's getting a little bit outrageous. There does need to be a line. Um, I think maybe putting more security not to in like different sections just so you can start hearing some of the things that fans are saying but at what point is cross is it considered crossing the line you know what i mean like what are? Yeah. how can you police this on a regular basis that's my thing
0: i think anybody that's dropping the n-word you know, and being clearly racist, overtly racist, you got, I think you should be banned from life. So damn sure be banned from a basketball game.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, even with racist comments, I think everybody fuck up, but nothing. I don't think you should be banned for life from anything. I mean, that's like saying everybody fuck up. You go to prison for life. You say the wrong word, you're banned for put life. Put them all in there. Lock them up. <laughs> um, All
0: right, man. let's get to the main segment. We wanted to continue the basketball evolution. Um, Segment And today we want to talk about the early 2000s Lakers and how pivotal they were to um, really how crucial they were to the NBA today. Um, we don't really have a dynasty at the moment. Um, the Warriors are kind of done. Uh, Toronto's not gonna be a dynasty, so Hey, um, hey,
1: don't let Nick Nurse hear you say that.
0: <laughs> Pascal, gonna gonna correct me real quick.
1: You already shitted on him once and wrong was wrong. I
0: mean, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but you talk about the first dynasty of the new millennium, the first dynasty post uh Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan. So um here we are. I want I wanna take you back to to early nineteen ninety nine. Lakers are coached by go ahead.
1: Well, I was going to say, even before that, uh, when I started looking into this, one thing that I really didn't realize is that for some reason I was thinking that the Lakers were bad before Shaq and Kobe. No,
0: they made, they, they were just getting swept out the playoffs. Yeah, they, <laughs>
1: they just they couldn't get over the hump. But yeah,
0: I, Utah was whooping their ass every year.
1: Yeah, but I should have known that because I, I used to. That was when I liked the Lakers. I liked the Lakers in because they had, you know, Nick Van Axel, Eddie Jones, Cedric Ceballos, yep. those players, Lottie Vidak and his style. I liked the, that Lakers style, but they couldn't get over the hump. Dale Harris wasn't a bad coach. He nope. couldn't control personalities, so that's yep. the one thing I want people to understand. Because I think other people may feel like I did, like kind of thinking like, "Oh, before before and Kobe got there, the Lakers sucked. They did not. No, they were good. Fifty win team. In
0: in ninety six, uh, they traded for Kobe Bryant. Uh, you know, the infamous trade with Charlotte that sent Lottie Devok, Natty Jones to uh, Charlotte, and nah, Kobe Eddie Bryant Jones
1: didn't go. That was just Lottie straight.
0: Oh, that's right. It was. You're right. Straight up for for uh, for the 13th pick. Yeah, um,
1: and, and it's funny because um, people don't people just say that out there, and the first thing you think is, "Oh shit! How could you do that? How could you trade Lottie for Kobe? Oh my god! Everybody knew Kobe's gonna be great." Understand that Kobe was the first guard to ever be taken out of high school. That wasn't a thing that was happening. I mean, it was
0: big men who were taken with Moses Malone in the eighties, yeah, Daryl Dawkins before that, Kevin, um, then Kevin Garnett, yeah. most recently. But nah, to that they, point,
1: people weren't taking as good as Kobe was, and as good, good as people thought Kobe would be, people weren't taking guards at a high school, so. and
0: people didn't think Kobe was going to be Kobe. No one, no one knew Kobe Bryant with There's a reason he went thirteenth overall. No one thought that Kobe was going to be hey, what he turned hey, out to be. Don't say no one. Except for Jerry West.
1: Jerry West. So the story is, is that Jerry West brought in Kobe for a workout and had Michael Cooper, which Michael Cooper was defensive player of the year, you know, this guy. And at this point he's older, but you know, Michael Cooper was considered lockdown, and Kobe just destroyed Michael Cooper and Larry Drew, just gave him the business to the point where Jerry West just shut the workout down at the 30 minute. I mean, he just killed those dudes. So, Jerry West knew what he had. Jerry West always had an eye for talent. But what I was going to say about Charlotte is that that deal deal was already made before Charlotte was even on the clock. You know what I mean? Like, the the Lakers didn't know that Kobe was going to be there. Like, that deal was agreed to the night before. And John
0: Calipari wanted Kobe Bryant and and, – uh, New Jersey, they were going to take him. And I can't remember what happened now, but they could not agree with ownership. And, um, you know, basically they, they ended up just passing on him. And he fell away at 13.
1: Yeah, so I just wanted to make it clear that when you go back, you look at that, they said that that deal was agreed on the day before. And they were also, it was kind of a backup plan. It was a win-win because Jerry West was angling to get Shaquille O'Neal. So they needed to move Lottie anyway to free up some cap room. I think that move freed up about $3.3 million in cap space. Right then the cap was around $24 million and they needed to sign Shaq. So that freed up well, cap space too.
0: And that was part of what convinced Shaq to come to LA was the fact that, you know, Jerry West kind of told him and Shaq has said this, this isn't, you know, inside information obviously, but that, Hey, I've got this young guy. He's going to be one of the best players to ever played this game. And you know, and Kobe had actually met Shaq before. Shaq and Penny. He always said that Shaq was nice to him and Penny was an asshole to him. Yeah. Um, but he talked about how he this this kid that they that they just drafted is going to be great. Um, and so Shaq ends up signing the deal. The first thing that he sees Kobe Bryant doing is working out, going through like actual game drills and game situations without a basketball. Yeah. And Shaq said he knew right then he was like, "Oh, this dude's gonna be special."
1: And Shaq says that's one of the reasons why he didn't he didn't train in the offseason. Like, Kobe had that killer instinct, always wanted to be better, you know, wanted to be Jordan, you know, always training, always getting better. And Shaq was just like, man, they used to beat the shit out of me during the season. This kid's going to train. I'm going to chill at home. I'm going to come back. And then I'm going to, you know, I'm going to rest up. And yep. then, you know, midseason, when I get back to form, you know, then they'll feed me the ball. But that's kind of the – that's one of the things that – you know, kind of cause conflict between them. Cause Kobe was like, I'm working my ass off. I'm killing the first half of the season. And then when Shaq gets up to speed, now I'm just supposed to defer to him and he yep. wasn't really built like that. But before and we get too deep into that, I wanted to go and look into <coughs> one of the, if we're going to talk about the post Jordan era and the Lakers dynasty, we have to dive into one of the biggest mistakes by any franchise in history, losing Shaquille O'Neal. You know what I mean? They lost a player that I don't I don't know if people know how good Shaquille was early in his career. I mean, in the first three years, Shaquille O'Neal was the rookie of the year. He had already run a scoring title. He was second in the M V P to Jordan. You know what I mean? Like he was an elite talent. And and is
0: always gonna be known as the last player team to beat the Bulls in the finals. Yeah,
1: and he beat Jordan. Oh sorry,
0: in the in the playoffs. In
1: the playoffs, and you know, he beat Jordan. In the Now, you know, he was just coming back. He didn't play the whole season, blah, blah. He, he, he beat him. You know what I mean? Yep. It wasn't like Jordan was. That was his first game back. Jordan played, right. but like 30 games? Half the season. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. He like, came
0: back right after uh, Christmas, basically.
1: Yeah, so he played 30 games. He wasn't fully Jordan yet. He missed some shots that he probably would have made. But you still beat Jordan. You take that. So they had a team built that beat the Bulls. And you're you're looking at it like shit. When the Bulls leave, we should be the next dynasty. If we're not the dynasty, you know, we're we're competing to do that. So I want to look at how Orlando Magic lost Shaq because I think that's an interesting story because there's a lot of shit in there that it, it, it set up perfectly for them to lose Shaq or for them to be able to lock Shaq up.
0: You know, and what really happened was they Shaq basically wanted more money than Alonzo Mourning signed for. And I think they wanted to give Alon. What was it? They gave Alonzo more like 120, and then they offered Shaq 110.
1: Shaq got 105, but it's worse than that. So, first, let me go back. So, in 1995, there was a, a a small stoppage because of the restricted free agency. So there's. So this is big because only between 96 and 99 there was no restricted free agency. Restricted free agency is when you get a player and you draft them you're supposed to have control of them for about seven years so even after their rookie contract you still kind of control them because you have the ability to match because of that work stoppage in 95 there was no restricted free agency that's big because if that if they had restricted free agency when the lakers came back with that 120 orlando would have been able to match that contract they weren't able to match it but the reason why orlando fucked up is because they could have wrote check a blank check at this point in time there was a salary cap of twenty four million, but the birds' rights was there. So you could go over your cap in order to sign a player. There was no luxury tax. So essentially if Shaq said, I want 150 million, they could have just gave Shaq 150 million. They opened it like six years, fifty four million dollars. That they, they way under
0: <laughs> They they played it wrong.
1: Yeah, they played it totally wrong.
0: And meanwhile, Jerry West was he was like, We'll give you whatever you want. Yeah, I think um,
1: I think Jerry West first came in even when they offered him that it was like a 4-year 64 million or 7 years. No, at that point they had 95. But he refused to take anything under 105 because Zo and Juwan Howard had gotten 105.
0: You know, isn't it crazy that um you know, two of the the, the weirdest like the the most unlikely things have affected NBA history at least twice? You know, the the cap spike in 2016 yep. is how Kevin Durant got to Golden State, and that was the only time that that was ever able to happen. Yep. <laughs> and true. then now the same thing with Shaq, uh, you know, Shaq going to L.A. So it, it's pretty crazy that, that probably, what, swung five titles? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean?
1: Because if, if they can match it, he stays in Orlando. He never leaves. Like, you can offer yep. him whatever you want. Essentially, you only have to offer him a contract. You say, go out there and see what deal you can get. And then you just match it. You know what I mean? It's, the market sets itself. But and
0: and do, 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 do the magic become that dynasty? Um, does
1: Penny Hardaway get hurt if Shaq's that's, still there?
0: That's going to be the thing. It it all hinges on Penny either way. But, yeah, but either way, Shaq's, Shaq now becomes a Laker. I mean, because even with Orlando, right, Nick Anderson was never the same after that series against the Rockets. Um, Dennis Scott was starting to get a little too fat. And uh, Horace Grant was getting too old. So, But, but I mean, been,
1: you, you probably... I wouldn't say that you signed those players, because after that, then it became, hey, we need to build around Penny. And then they start giving those players contracts just to keep the team together. I don't know that if you give sh- – because at this time, remember, a $100 million contract was unheard of. The cap was $24 right. million. Jordan got $30 million, which is $6 million over the cap. Yep. Burr rights. there was only $200 million players, which was Zoe and um, Jawan Howard. At that time, $100 million. Which is crazy
0: to think about now.
1: Yeah, but Zo was Zoe was a beast then. Zoe. Oh,
0: no. I I just mean Joan Howard oh, mostly. Hey, <laughs>
1: man, the Heat almost had Joan Howard on those cap rules. I yep. think I think that Heat tried to sign Zo and Joan Howard at that time and the contract got voided or some shit. But uh <laughs> but at that point in time, a $100 million contract was like 82% of the cap. You know what I mean?
0: You know That's, what's funny? We, and we'll get back to Lakers in a second, but I want you—you you being a Heat fan—and you talk about how you know the Heat are the best expansion franchise, you know. And I agree with you; I think they are. Um, but talk about Orlando—the the luck, the the misfortune of Orlando. Basically, their entire existence is—it's
1: not misfortune, is it? Because it's, it's bad so, management.
0: So I don't think it is because all right. So you lose Shaq, Penny goes down, and then you have. You sign Grant Hill, Tracy McGrady, and you almost signed Tim Duncan, but Tim Duncan changed his mind at the last second, Grant Hill obviously gets hurt, and is never the same again, and now you're just stuck with T-Mac, and then, you know, of course, then you go through the Dwight Howard years, they tried to put help around him, they just never were able to manufacture it, so...
1: I mean, but I think I think all that is just a product of bad management. You had the best luck in history to get Penny and Shaq and have that team built. You, if you have the foresight, like, Miami didn't care if that's the cap. They just went ahead and signed Zoe, who the best player. It's no question you if, – if, if Zoe was the number two pick and um, – you know, Shaq is the number one pick, and Shaq outplay. He's not. They're not even the caliber of Shaq at that point. Right. You know, you have to pay him one hundred and twenty. Why not just say uh, he wants one hundred and fifty? He's on record saying, "I want 150 I knew I wasn't getting one hundred and fifty. If you're Orlando, yep. why don't you just say $120, 115. Yep. Anything over there, you lock them up. That's your bad luck. Penny getting hurt is bad luck. You're right. Then you go into the um the the Grant Hill. They signed Grant Hill after the injuries. after he got hurt. You know they took I mean? a gamble. They, they gambled and it didn't on that work contract. out. Then you get, you get Dwight Howard. You never really put elite talent And when you did, you put Stan Van Gundy. You never switched out the coach. I mean, yep. Stan Van Gundy is a good coach to build a team. He's not a good coach to win. As soon as he left Miami, they won a title. Yep. Bad rotations, weird shit he's doing. You should have got a better coach in there.
0: So back to the Lakers. Um from 96 to 99, they're they they they're really just underachievers, right? Um, they get swept by Utah, or they lose to Utah in 97 and 98, yeah. get swept in 98. Um, and then they lose to, I think, Seattle in 99. They lost somebody fluky in 99. Um, and they, this was just a team that they realized, okay, we need to make some changes. Phil Jackson, again... For whatever reason, the Bulls are hell-bent on blowing up their situation. Phil Jackson's a free agent. He he leaves the Bulls, takes a year off from basketball, and the Lakers come a-calling. And now you've got a championship coach in his first year. They, I mean, they three-peat. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, and it was kind of crazy because you really fired a, a Dale Harris coach who was winning 50 to 60 games a year. I mean, yep. when he got fired, Dale was 31 and 19. The problem yep. with Dale Harris was he could not control the personalities, so he couldn't control Nick Van Exel and them before.
0: And Nick Van Exel was crazy as hell, yeah, to be fair.
1: Yeah, he he couldn't control Nick Van Exel even before Kobe and them got. And done. they brought
0: in Rodman for one of the years.
1: Not that, not then. They tried, but they didn't bring in Rodman during that time. He Rodman didn't come until Phil was there. Later. Was it? Did Phil bring him in? Yeah, that was later. Um, but yeah, so so it's, it's kind of crazy because Nick Van Exel was an All Star. In like ninety seven. But then he got into it and got suspended in like got suspended or something for arguing with Dale Harris in the playoffs. So they traded him after he was an all-star. Eddie Jones was an all-star ninety-eight. They traded him (laughs) after he was an all-star. That made more sense though, because Kobe was coming into his own. You won the free minutes. But still, I mean, you got Glenn Rice, J.R. Reed, and BJ Armstrong for Eddie Jones, who still went on to be productive because Eddie Jones was a part of that Miami Heat team that won. He had like four or five years where he was um, still productive, and you let him go for nothing. So you and Glenn
0: Rice, by the way, was on the tail end of his career. Yeah, in... I'm talking the about Lakers. fat Glenn talk, Rice. Yeah, you talk about crazy – they they got Glenn Rice and Mitch Richmond like the last last years of their career. And uh
1: That's why I'm saying Lakers been kind of making some bad moves and just lucking up for a while. Yeah. You know well what when you
0: have two of the fifteen best players of all time, you know, and when you have look, Shaq in old in two thousand Shaq ran into some very fortunate timing from two thousand to two thousand two because there were no other dominant centers. David Robinson was on his last leg, Hakeem was gone, Ewing was gone. Um so you know. Body
1: Vita. Yeah, but
0: you look at the same knock that I give Jordan. It's like, well, you look at the players that he played in the finals. He never played a, ca- a caliber. The, the difference that uh, teams that LeBron played in the finals and Jordan played in the finals. There's no question that Warriors team is better than anybody that Michael Jordan ever played in the finals.
1: Yeah, but it, I mean, it's only if you're looking at it as finals teams. If you stop looking at it as finals team and you to look at it as the Western Conference finals, then he did. He played against Tim Duncan twice. And he played against the Sacramento Kings.
0: But then I mean, he got to play against Todd McCullough in the finals and feast off him. Yeah, but he I mean, got but pl- we all
1: knew whoever won the Western Conference Finals was going to win the finals. That's, and
0: that, that's fair. But, you know, and, and that's not a takeaway from Shaq, but Kobe really came into his own in the year 2000. And, and a lot of that is because of Phil Jackson. But also, Kobe been in the league four years, and he, he finally had ascended. And
1: that's, that. like, the, the tension that was between them between 96 and 99, that was the tension of knowing that they need to win. I mean, there's a quote of Shaq saying 96 and 99 was, like, the worst time of his career because there's so much pressure on you to win. He didn't want to be known for a player that didn't win. He said that at one point in time they had, uh, that they, they were talking about him, talking about how great he is, how much of a winner he was, and Kareem, came and said, well, he's never won a title, so is he a winner? And Shaq said that stuck with him. And that tension was just building between him and Kobe because he was being told that Kobe's so great, but you got to wait on him to develop. And Kobe yep. was saying, I know that he didn't want to wait on me to develop, so I needed to do it now, and that caused tension between the two. But he did come into his own in 2000, which was great for the team. But they were still having trouble with field. It wasn't a smooth ride that year, that 2000.
0: No, Um, but I want people to know for our young listeners out there who may have just seen Twenty Four, Froby with them (laughs) ugly ass Adidas um, and 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 the hair. That was number eight. Was a bad, bad, bad dude.
1: Kobe Bryant might be one of the best. I mean, it's between him, Vince, and maybe Dominique Wilkins, the best in game dunkers. Of all the the thing about
0: Kobe. Is he's like yes, he's six six but he is not as athletic gifted as Vince Carter like he's not a jumper like Vince Carter he's not yeah. as big as Michael Jordan like Michael Jordan's a big dude you yeah, look at that. hands big.
1: I would question it, the jumping thing because he man he, no nobody can jump Vince no, I, mean, I don't think anybody but jump if you if you're saying Vince Carter no but I'm saying yeah. athletically but I'm
0: saying Kobe was athletic but you can look at the bodies man I mean he was not built the way those other two dudes were but Kobe I agree with you I, I'll never forget him dunking on uh, on uh, Kevin Garnett and Latrell <laughs> well, going under the rim and just baseline is bamming on the whole team. Yeah, I mean for 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 those young people that think I mean and I'm I'm on record saying I think Kobe's place in history is a little overrated. But number eight, number eight, that man was a bad dude. That yeah. was that was the baddest dude walking.
1: Yeah, I would never say that. Kobe. I, I think that's completely crazy.
0: But I don't think Kobe's a top five player. Is my point.
1: I think he's top 10. Okay. I don't think he's top 5. We can debate top 5. As long as you know that he's top 10, I, I can live with that. Yeah, yeah. But in 2000, you know, that first title, and, and, and like we said, even in 2000, they had going against Reggie Miller and that Pacers team, that was probably one of their toughest finals matchups. But, yep. Oh,
0: absolutely. But and we at, talked about that last week.
1: Yeah, but every time in the Western Conference Finals, I mean in the Western Conference they had legit competition. That lob that you see, people don't understand the context of that Kobe Bryant lob to Shaquille O'Neal. They don't yep. really understand how important that because that Blazers team was dominating them that game. It didn't look like that they were going to win. They came back, and that was kind of the icing on the cake. That yep. was the they were
0: down seventeen points going into the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, that was the seal the deal type thing. But we didn't think people didn't think that they were going to beat that team. I mean, that team was really good. Jermaine O'Neal, Scottie Pippen, Sabonis, Rasheed even Wallace. At, yeah, Rasheed. Damon Wallace, Stoudemire. Damon Stoudemire. Scottie Pippen. Detlef Schrempf. Yeah, I mean that <laughs> the
0: the Trailblazers in the early 2000s, that was a good Zach Randolph in his early years.
1: I don't. No, Zach wasn't on that team yet. I think they got him the next year. Uh, Stacey Augman, Brian Grant was on that team. That's Got right, you're Bonzi right. Bonzi Wells, they had Bonzi Wells, the mid range yep. king. You know yep. what I mean? That was a really good team. Bonzi Wells was the other young cat that you were thinking about because you think yep. they had a bunch of young team. They had Greg Anthony on that team, Plastic yep. Man, Stacey Augman. That was a defensive team, and that was a very very good team.
0: Was that the? I think they had Sean Kemp one of those years. Not that year. They didn't was have Kemp because a- so the the Trailblazers basically had a two year run where they were good. Yeah. In the early two thousands. And then the Kings took their place in the next year.
1: At, at one point in time, the, the Trailblazers had Jermaine O'Neal, Rasheed Wallace, and Zach Randolph all on the team at the same time. Now that's Jermaine, when they became
0: the Jailblazers though. Yeah. Jermaine <laughs> O'Neal
1: and um Jermaine O'Neill and Rasheed Wallace was well, Rasheed Wallace was a veteran. Jermaine O'Neal was still really young.
0: They drafted him out of high school.
1: Yeah, he was a really young kid, but yeah, they were the jailblazers, you know, getting <laughs> yep. But, so,
0: but yeah, I, I like you said that 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 Portland Trailblazers team was real, and they honestly they were title favorites, yeah. um, Because that was the year that they got Scottie Pippen from Houston, um, they and Scottie Pippen was still really good. I mean, his back was still an issue, but I mean, what they did in free agency, bringing in Scottie Pippen, bringing in Detlef Shrimp from Seattle. I mean, they or Indiana, they they had a and, and like really I said, really Sabonis- good team.
1: Even at forty percent of what he used to be, Sabonis couldn't was move at a bad all. But dude. he was
0: a knockdown. Oh yeah, he was. And Passing. and uh, again, for for you young bucks out there who don't know anything about Rvda Sabonis, back in the day in the eighties, uh, they I mean they thought that he was the gonna be the greatest basketball player to ever play. Uh, Did um, he beat
1: Team USA? Damn near by yes. himself. <laughs> yes,
0: that dude was incredible. He yeah. is the reason the dream team came about. Yeah. Um, so you go back and you look at that team, and, and yeah, that was that was a great team, and and the Lakers finally got over that hump um, to go to the finals. Yeah, and I remember, then you,
1: I remember Shaq said after winning that he thought all the pressure was off. He went down, sat down, and then the day after they're like, "Well, can they win another one? Can they win another one?" <laughs> yeah.
0: And then here comes Sacramento, who's building a nice young team. They get Chris Webber in a trade. Um, they've got. Uh, um, Mike Bibby in a trade, even Jason Williams they had to contend with.
1: Yeah, Mike Mike Bibby was the uh, guard, the Vancouver guard that got traded. I yep. was talking about last time. They, I think they traded Terrell Brandon to get Mike Bibby, and then they and then got, you
0: got Doug Christie, who was who was a really good defender. You Lottie, had Bobby Jackson,
1: Vladi Vidoc
0: Vladi Dvok. You had, uh Peja Stoyakovich, who's one of the best shooters in history. Hedo Turkaloo, Hedo Turkaloo, and then you a had,
1: young Gerald Wallace.
0: Yep, then, and then you had, of course, one of the best to ever do it, Brad Miller. I mean, that guy was a killer. Um, but, yeah, so you had, you had really, really good teams that the Lakers had to contend with in the West. Not to mention, we haven't even talked about the Spurs.
1: Um, yeah. And I believe that um, the Kings – the Kings should have won game six. I mean, you, you, we all know about the scandal where they talk about that the referees were told Tim to, Donaghy, Tim Donaghy Tim. scandal said that the referees were told to kind of put the Lakers in there. That's going to be one of the stains of David, uh, David Stern's career forever. No doubt about That's it. That's all you can find
0: hard. the NBA games damn near anywhere. You can't find game six of the 2001 NBA final or it, NBA Western Conference final anywhere.
1: It was awful. I mean, if you yeah. remember all the and even with a, all those calls going against Sacramento Kings, they were still a tipped ball away, away. from winning in Sacramento. Game six, yep. they win that game. I don't know it's if you over. I think I mean that's a potential that Shaq or Kobe gets traded after that because there's there was big tension every year. The only thing that kept them together was that they were winning. Yep. They lose then I, I mean I don't know. You mean because then the in 03 Kobe has the uh the case the right case. the rape case. Yep. So O two you lose O three he has a rape case.
0: Well, yeah, yep, yeah O three he gets the rape case. I, th- I think that
1: might have been at the end of O. No, that was at the beginning. It was.
0: Of no, it was. It was. It was. Um, it was during. It was the end of O three because yeah, O four right. is when they brought in everybody. Yeah. And Peyton was siding with Kobe. Kobe was. Or, and Malone was siding with Shaq. Um, you yeah. know. <laughs> Yeah,
1: Carl Malone says something, tells his wife or something, Carl Malone, big hater. He
0: said he's hunting Mexican girls or something (laughs) like that. You know, Carl Malone, let me tell you something, Carl Malone's one of the dirtiest motherfuckers in the history of the game, and he was just a rotten dude, just a a real, like he, Carl Malone, his rookie year, or like Carl, I think he was like 20, he ended up knocking up a 12-year-old girl, um, and he didn't. Pay, he refused to pay child support, acknowledged daughter, anything, and you know who that daughter is? Swing Cash. Swing so, cash. you know, it, it's it's crazy that that that. Anyway, Carmelo, piece of shit. I don't ever root for Carmelo, but
1: I, I've always said that I believe like Karl Malone is one of the most overrated players in the NBA, and yeah. I, I'm in the minority, but. I know it's not a pure calculation. You look at John Stockton's assists, and you look at Carl. <laughs> Carl's numbers, that shit's almost equal.
0: <laughs> yep. So you go, and the Lakers win three in a row, um, and they went to four finals in five years. Um, Lose to, they
1: lo- I think they lost to San Antonio on a last, wasn't that a last-second La- shot or something? Robert yep. Horry, maybe?
0: Yep. Lost to lost San Antonio in 3 Spurs go, and they're in the middle of starting their own dynasty. Yeah. Um, so they come back, they rebuild in 4 and they bring in... That
1: was the odd year championship Spurs. Yep, yeah, every, every odd, odd year, year the
0: Spurs are winning <laughs> it, except oh one. one yeah. But, you know, you come back and you you bring in Carl Malone, you bring in Gary Payton, who... One thing that people don't understand, while the triangle was very innovative and obviously was very successful, if you've got a great point guard, it kills. I mean, I remember watching Jason Kidd trying to run the triangle in Dallas, you know, under Jim Clemens and it was terrible. Yeah. If you've got a great open floor point guard, the triangle's awful. So Gary Payton wasn't a bad was a bad fit. He and he and uh Phil Jackson didn't get along. Phil Jackson didn't play him. Malone gets hurt and you know, that's kind of the end. Shaq is at the end of his career or well, shit he played another 18 years, but uh he's at the tail end of his prime and the Lakers really have to choose between him and Kobe. And Kobe was threatening to go to the Clippers at that time.
1: The Bulls. And he, uh,
0: he almost signed a deal.
1: I thought he was going to the Bulls. No, Clippers. That, it was Clippers?
0: Yep. And, and o, in 03-04, he said he was going to sign with the Clippers. And the Clippers, to this day, are still convinced that the Lakers offered him, like, a piece of the franchise or something because he did a 180. They were convinced he was coming. Bro, well, um, I thought
1: that was the Bulls. When that we was, was in, trying uh, to demand the trade to get to the Bulls? That was in
0: 07. 07. That was when they got, when they got Powell. I got you. I got you. Yep, so, um, so the Lakers, they trade Shaq, and Phil Jackson pretty much guaranteed, he was like, well, if you got Shaq, Phil Jackson wanted to keep Shaq. Phil Jackson was team Shaq all the way. Him, him and Kobe did not, I mean, you read the last season by by uh, Phil Jackson, and he evis- eviscerates Kobe Bryant. And,
1: and remember that Phil Jackson used to fan the flames of <laughs> their, like, Phil Jackson believed that that built the team up, or I don't know, but he used to say shit in the media and keep yep. Kobe and Shaq at odds on all times. I yep. guess I guess he feels if they can work through it through the season, it doesn't come a problem in the playoffs or what. But he was notorious for fanning the flames between them.
0: Yep. And you know, people will will when the Kobe haters will hate and say, you know, you won three titles with Shaq, but will completely dismiss that Shaq won three titles with Kobe. I, you know, they don't win three titles without each other. I mean, they were both averaging thirty points in the finals. Um, and, and if you really want to get down to it, in the that that Indiana finals in two thousand, they won that because of Kobe. Shaq yeah. was in foul trouble a lot of that, ended up fouling out of a, a crucial game six and, and Kobe took over.
1: Yeah, Shaq um Shaq pretty much says that. I mean he said that's when he really started to respect Kobe. Is when when he went out in Indiana. I think he fouled out of that Game Six game, yep. and he thought it was over. And Kobe yep. just took over and just yep. destroyed destroyed Reggie Miller. You know what yep. I mean? He owned Reggie Miller. But I, I don't think people realize. I don't think people realize how good how good Kobe was doing those first three, and that was really the root. And like we talked about earlier, that was the root of the dissension between the two because Kobe was always working to get better. And once that dynasty started, 2001, 2002, the first half of that se- those seasons, Kobe was the man. I mean, Kobe showed his potential because Shaq never came back in shape. Shaq well, not- and
0: he, he was dealing with toe injuries. Um, you know, he was going to go get surgery. But, I mean, he, he would be-
1: come back even without that. He said he came back out of shape. He, yeah, He didn't but train he, or nothing.
0: He's got the famous line, you know, I got hurt on company time, I'm a heal on company time. True. And that is what pissed Kobe off the most. But, again, for, for you young listeners out there who don't understand how good number eight was. Bad boy. <laughs> I mean, please, go do yourself a favor and go watch Froby. Um, I think yeah, Kobe he, goes
1: to the Hall of Fame. If if 2003, he gets kicked out the league, Kobe still goes yeah, to the Hall Yeah, if he
0: never played another, if he ended up going to prison for rape, he still is going to be a Hall prison. of Famer. If he go to prison, well, they going
1: to put him in there just because. Uh, just because, you know what I mean?
0: They would have, they would have like, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer, but you know, <laughs> he can't. It's a bad look. Sorry. But, so let's get to that, right? So, they trade, the Lakers go through complete tor- turmoil. Yeah. Uh, they fire Phil Jackson. Mm-hmm. They uh, well, Did ship they
1: fire him, or did he quit after, they, after that? Uh,
0: they they did not renew Phil Jackson's okay. contract. Yeah. Um Kobe is going through a rape trial now. Keep in mind, Kobe Bryant during this time is averaging what did he go nine straight games of forty five nah, points or more? Was,
1: that was after that was that was doing fields time. That was when they lost to the Spurs or lost to the Pistons. No, no, no that's
0: what I'm saying. This is during oh, okay, the, yeah, yeah. the rape trial. Yeah. I mean. This is after uh, talk about incredible. Well, you said you, you know, said
1: the trade. The trade didn't happen until after. The yeah, Pistons, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I'm saying so. Kobe goes incredible, goes insane yeah. the best player. In the he's NBA flying
0: game. back and forth from Colorado yeah. every single day, and he's putting up 45. Like he's playing for his life. um But yeah. they trade Shaq. Shack ends up you after know, they
1: lose to the Detroit. After they do after they lose to the, lose to the Pistons,
0: the and you know what? It was time. It was time um, because they just could not coexist anymore.
1: And I, goes on. I want, I want to touch on that. You made a good point is the triangle worked because they didn't have a good point guard. No, not not a good point guard. They didn't have a traditional point guard that handled the ball. All Phil Jackson's point guards were specialists. Like you had a Ron Harper who was a defensive specialist, knocked yep. down threes. You had a John Paxson, Steve Kerr, Brian Shaw, Derek Fisher. Yep. You had players like that but you didn't have a pure point guard, and that's what ended up biting them in the ass against the Pistons because the Pistons played on that. They pushed yep. everything out, and they didn't have a pure point guard to break down the defense. You only had Kobe, but Kobe ain't passing the ball. He breaks nope. down that defense. He's shooting. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> I do all that work time. to pass. Nah, uh, Shaq ain't getting this ball.
0: You know, um, and, again, you and I have talked about it. that Pistons team is one of the best teams and, most, and it's probably the most underrated team in NBA history. Yeah, I just wanted um, to point
1: out what made the triangle great is what the Pistons exploited in the triangle is that yep. they didn't have a quality. They didn't have any other ball handlers. no other ball handlers on the floor. It was yep. only Kobe was the only ball handler.
0: Yep. So then you go, um, and the Lakers, they bring in Rudy Tomjanovich. Kobe Bryant's averaging 36 points a game. Um Rudy's and used they, to playing
1: with team player guys. Yeah. Like now he's Kukin. playing with Chris Mim, yeah.
0: Brian Grant, and and just a whole shit show of players.
1: Don't and disrespect so, Brian Grant. Karan shit. Butler had a good year that year, but Kobe did not get along with Rudy T.
0: And so, you end up, um, the Lakers basically for three years are either not making the playoffs or getting bounced in the first round by the Suns. Well, it's um, funny
1: because Rudy T only coached for 43 games in oh four 4 yep. and 5 he, yep. That's why I said they didn't fire a field. Because Rudy T. only coached like half that season. Then I think yep. Kurt Rambis came and coached. Kurt Rambis convinced Phil Jackson to come back. To come back, So yep. Phil only took a year off with Rudy T., Kurt Rambis. Kurt Rambis convinced Phil to come back. And then 05 and 06, Phil comes back. And that's when they lose in the first round, lose in the first round. In yep. 07, Kobe's frustrated. And he demands the trade. Demands the trade to Chicago. They, get on, they, they make that deal for Paul Gasol, which... Greg Popovich calls the worst trade in NBA history. (laughs)
0: But that's just him being a hater. Because he, he, at the same time, now no one knew that Mark Gasol was going to turn out to be as good as Mark Gasol was.
1: Bro, I just want you to, I I want you to not think that you don't know how good Paul Gasol, I mean, you don't know how good Mark Gasol is going to be, right? Correct. And you're you're Greg Popovich, and you hear that Paul Gasol, who's an all-star player, and in his prime, Gets traded to the Lakers for, oh, hold on, dang, I had it written down. <laughs> what? It was Marc Gasol, Kwame Brown. No, it was Kwame Brown, Jarvis Crinnenden.
0: Jarvis Crinnenden, and then what turned out to be Marcus Gasol.
1: Hold on, that's not it. Uh, they signed Aaron McKee that day to add him to the package. Uh, yep. Two first-round picks in 08 and 010, and the rights to Marc Gasol, who nobody has seen because he's like, a he's in Spain. Year old high yep. school player in Spain. Nobody's yep. seen him. Jerry West has. This is another Jerry yep. West thing. Well,
0: so Jerry West saw him because Marcus Gasol grew up in Memphis, and yep. the, and he, it, actually he and uh, Jerry West son played together and at Los Angeles.
1: At this time, Jerry West is in Memphis. Yep. He he's, he wants to do Kobe a favor, in my opinion. You know, what I mean, he does a Laker friendly trade because nobody knew what Marcus Gasol was going to turn out to. Definitely no. talented, but. They, they essentially gave the Lakers what they needed to get back on top. Greg Popovich was pissed. Not yeah. yeah, yeah, he was pissed.
0: Oh, he was. And he was like, people shouldn't be helping the Lakers and this, that, and the other. And, I mean, he had a good point. From a competitive standpoint, yeah, it was a bad look. Um, and then, you know, the Lakers are back all of a sudden.
1: And um, just for FYI, those picks turned into Dante Green and Grievous Vasquez.
0: Man, I like Gravis, though. He was, he was not a quality NBA player, but, man, I like. I had hopes for Gravis. I was, was like, this he was dude good is going to be, man, Maryland. Play in college and, that dude was at, getting a triple-double damn near every night.
1: Yeah, that was at the height of the, uh, was that the ACC at the time. Yeah, that was the yeah, height of the ACC yeah. where they were putting out players. I think Juan Dixon started the ACC revolution, you know what I mean?
0: Well, I'm telling you, Graves Vasquez. I mean, it's funny to laugh about now, but that dude, he, he was good. A bad dude in college. I mean, he, he was. Wasn't that, he wasn't that bad in
1: the NBA. He just had no. But he had a, He had some kind of weird injury.
0: He. Yeah, he ended up like I think he. It wasn't a knee injury. What he? Now, like, I think it was his labrum. Same like, thing that Johnny Flynn hurt.
1: It's is it a, It's something that still gives him pain today. Because I just saw him yeah. recently talking about that every day of his life he's in pain or something. I think he tore his labrum.
0: Um, same thing in the th- same thing with Johnny Flynn. Like Johnny Flynn wasn't a bust. He tore. It's the same thing that ruined yeah. I- Isaiah Thomas' career. Yeah. So, Questionable you know. but <laughs> Johnny Flynn might have
1: still been a bust.
0: Yeah, maybe. But the the Lakers are back. They they run into the Celtics, and, and so in in oh, terms of draft, the NBA, they
1: drafted uh, buying them in 05 That's part of yep. it too.
0: La- Bynum was the last high school player to be drafted. Uh, Lamar, um,
1: Lamar Odom came over in the uh, yeah. Shaq trade, so he yep. was a carryover from that. They fucked yep. up trading quran Butler for Kwame Brown, but it worked oh, out. God.
0: Yep. So, I mean, and now you got a Lakers finals team who go to, to street, three straight finals, and you could argue that they could have lost two of those, or you could argue that they could have won all three. Um, and really cementing Kobe's place in history. I mean, you know, Kobe went to seven finals. He won five. Um, One He won without Shaq. He won he, two without Shaq.
1: He got a lot of flack, though, that first year they went to the finals to play the Celtics. Because Even though they went to the finals, I think the Celtics blew them out by like 17 or something, something uh, crazy. They beat them by
0: like by like 40-something yeah, in, the, they, in game they, six.
1: They beat the shit out of them. So um, Kobe had to come back that next year. And Deal with that, and unfortunately, he didn't even get a chance to see the Celtics because Kevin Garnett got hurt. Orlando yeah. Magic ended up winning, so he had to wait till 08 0- to get his rematch. 2009 2010
0: 2009 get, yeah. 2010, and and you know that that like I said, we we've talked about it. I'm not convinced that the Lakers, if they were healthy, if they had Bynum and Ariza in 07. Or, or, yeah, oh seven, oh eight. that they don't win that finals because, if you remember correctly, the Lakers were up damn near 20 every game, and they, they, they blew. Kept blowing the, the lead. They kept blowing leads. Um, and then, of course, now the the Celtics come back, like, well, we didn't have Perkins in, in you know, 2010. It was like, well, whatever. <laughs> you Hey, know, hey, hey just, you're
1: going to respect Perkins. Perkins was the, the, the elite but, defender. But,
0: but the argument is the same. The Lakers weren't healthy in 08. The I, Celtics I weren't that. healthy in 2010. So, um but Let then, me ask let's kind of get
1: into this. Oh, go ahead.
0: The early part of the 2000s, that Lakers squad, underachieve. The, if 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 I told you in, I don't know, oh. If I told you in year 2000, 2001, after their first title, if I'd have told you that the Lakers' over-under for titles was four, would you take the over or the under?
1: Under? Because I didn't know that they. I mean, because you got to remember that turmoil. I didn't know that they were going to last. Like every year they were in the news about Kobe, Chak fighting the turmoil, everything that was going on in that organization. I would say it's probably a miracle that they got through three titles.
0: I th- but I think America would have chosen the over. I mean, there were there were people talking about the Lakers are gonna win seven or eight titles. Yeah, but that's um,
1: dependent on them being able to stay together. Like I, I don't But we know we I, that, know was that never now was never a comfortable time during that period.
0: We know that now. But we I think we, we know always that again, just though. but you assume that winning championships cures all. Yeah and that, that, that Phil that Jackson long cures long. all. So if I told you in two thousand that the Lakers were gonna win three titles, that Lakers team with Shaq and Kobe, if you told me that, I'd have been like only three? No, there ain't no way. I think they win five.
1: Yeah, when they—I mean—but you gotta also remember, after they won in, say, that's what I'm saying—that's kind of hindsight. Because when they won in 2000, it was like I don't think it was till that playoff run in 2001 that we start thinking, "Oh shit!" Because when they won, and in, that was
0: the best team of uh, the, be- and they only lost one game, and that was when AI went nuclear. Yeah, because
1: like in t- in 2000, I mean, they beat Portland, Reggie Miller, and them kind of—they were still a beatable team. But then when they got to the playoffs in 01. And they were just kind of blowing people they, out. They swept everybody. Sweeping, sweeping them. It wasn't even close. I think at that point, if you'd have asked me then, I'd be like, shit, yeah, over four. 2000, I'd probably been like, ah, you know, I don't know. But in 0, 001, you're right, because that was yeah. like, shit. That this team, <laughs> this might be the greatest team <laughs> yeah. of all time. Like I don't know if anybody beats this team. I mean, even though like Iverson gets, it's not Iverson gets respect for beating them. It wasn't like yeah. they lost. Like Iverson beat them. He no, gets yeah, all literally. his respect just because he beat that team because he was not supposed to. Because even the, uh, even when Iverson scoring forty eight, he had to give his 51. all. Oh, 51. 51. He yeah. scored fifty one, but he had to give his all to do that because they came back and they were on his ass. Yep. <laughs>
0: and in that 01 Lakers team i think is still probably one of the three greatest teams of all time i th- i think that 2018 Warriors team is probably the best team i've ever seen you can make argument for the 98 Bulls um you know being in that category was the,
1: was the 18 Warriors team the it. that was one yeah 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 you're right that was
0: the first the first KD team the first KD team yeah yeah um and then you know of course you know that 01 Lakers team i mean Oh, boy. Um, but do you think they over- underachieved or overachieved? What
1: about the 69, uh, 69-win Pacers team? They're not on your list? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still, I still, I, uh, when even in hindsight, I think it even more makes me believe that they overachieved. Because when you really hear, like I was listening to that interview the other day, and <laughs> Shaq said that first fight was in 99 before they even won a title in a yep. pickup game during the lockout. You know yep. what I mean? So, I mean, you don't really get through as many years as they got through, I mean, they lasted five years, like fighting, fighting in the media, fighting in practice. Like you have to be great talent to even deal with that because most teams, they're not going to put up with that much turmoil in the organization. And they had some really good old role players and Phil Jackson staff with Tex winner and all those old dudes that could just handle that. But as you can see with Rudy T, and Dale Harris, you got to
0: be built a certain way to handle that. Yeah,
1: you got to be built, and it's just so happened that Phil was the right person to handle that situation. Any other coach, I don't know that they even win three titles. They may only I, win one. Maybe I agree with
0: you. I, I agree with you on everything except for I think that the Lakers underachieved for for that, the talent that they had, that meteoric rise. I think they underachieved. I still think that they could have and should have won five titles if either one of them could have put their ego aside. See, I Um,
1: I just look at, see, Orlando Magic, I feel that way, because it wasn't turmoil then. It was just the Magic fucked that up. But they were, they liked playing with each other. I feel like that's a team that underachieved because...
0: But no, you see, you say that, but you remember. Like, Shaq was jealous of Penny. Like, the, the... when, when Penny was doing Sprite commercials and you had Little Penny, Shaq hated that shit. And that, that was a big part of the reason that he and Kobe didn't. I mean, yeah, of course, Kobe hated that he wasn't in shape, that he didn't give it his all. But also, Shaq hated when Kobe got any shine because he and I, felt like he was the best ever.
1: I think we also have to remember that Jordan changed it where big man wasn't appreciated in the 90s. So that was Correct. a big part of what was going on. People didn't feel like big man was marketable because Jordan... You know, Jordan, Nike's, Jordan, that was popular. You didn't feel like you could market a shoe. Like, none of Shaq's shoes sold out. Big men don't sell shoes. Big men don't sell shoes. And that's what it was all about in the 90s. Who's marketable? I mean, Penny could sell shoes. He got, like, one of the highest selling shoes People ever. still buying pennies to this day. Yeah. And then you had the Sprite commercial. You had the Little Penny commercial. A uh, Part of the reason that all the shit went down with Shaq was because they were trying to make sure that they were flexible enough on the cap to be able to sign penny now that still goes back to stupidity because there was no luxury tax the lakers never hesitated because they didn't care about spending the money orlando's considered a small market town but they should have just went over the cap like they literally could have offered penny 150 million dollars and um shack 150 million dollars because there was no luxury tax at that time so
0: that's going to kind of wrap us up um I think the Lakers in the early 2000s un- underachieved uh, that new dynasty. You know, I, I wouldn't even consider the, the late 2000s Lakers a dynasty, really. I mean, they, they went to three straight I mean, finals.
1: You, you three-peats. You got to be a dynasty.
0: They went to three straight finals, um, you know, so. And they won two of them back to back. They
1: went to four and five years
0: in the, the early well no no the early two thousand Lakers were definitely a dynasty no doubt oh you are talking about the late
1: my bad I misunderstood you know that late one that wasn't a dynasty that yeah was a,
0: but just just a really good team good team you know I mean uh, but
1: if you say that would you say that the Pistons wasn't a dynasty because if you said Pist- the Lakers on a dynasty would the Pistons be a dynasty
0: you mean the the eighties Pistons yeah
1: they only won two. no I don't think they were a dynasty okay that's, I that's
0: I mean point. because now I think that had had Isaiah Thomas not gotten a, when Isaiah Thomas got hurt and they lost to the Lakers, I do think that the that the Pistons, had that not happened, they three-peed. Um and, and people people don't realize that the late 80s Pistons team, goddamn. I mean, they the reason Michael Jordan didn't get anywhere before the 90s was because that Pistons team and those Celtics teams were very very, very also good. Also,
1: because you were allowed to close line, motherfuckers in the lane too. That's fine, but <laughs> guess what? I mean, the if you Pistons can't, were making, if you Magic
0: was considered a pretty boy, and them boys making it to the finals every year.
1: Yeah, but I'm saying if you couldn't close line somebody, if you couldn't close on somebody in the lane, they not stopping Jordan. Let's yeah, just I be mean, real. Jordan might have won ten championships because he definitely goes in what '89. <laughs> if mm-hmm. if they don't if they can He needed
0: he he needed Scotty man and, and Scotty wasn't Scotty until nineteen ninety nineteen ninety
1: one. So so it was the year before they went to the finals. That year before that That was ninety. Ninety. Okay, so then in the, 90, sorry,
0: the Bulls went to the finals in ninety one. Scotty became Scotty in nineteen ninety. He was still a middling rookie okay. until about Well, then. I'm
1: saying then they win the championship. I'm saying that the yeah. Bulls win the championship in 89-90 if they can't close line Jordan. Every time he drives to the hole.
0: I don't know, man. They had the
1: Jordan I, rules, man. You couldn't go to the hole. That was the, literally their plan. Their plan but, was every time he draw, put him on the ground. I'm not sure they beat
0: the Lakers that year. Nah, that's, that, I mean,
1: that's questionable. I mean, maybe yeah. they get
0: there, but I'm not but sure, if, sure if they beat the beat Lakers. they
1: beat the Pistons, why wouldn't they beat the Lakers? The Pistons beat the Lakers.
0: I mean, that's fair. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not sure they beat the Lakers. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, man, so that, that's, that's what we got. Um, next episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the Spurs. Um and, and what they mean to the NBA and what they meant to the NBA in the early 2000s. And you talk about underrated. I still think Tim Duncan is underrated. Um,
1: it's his style of play. It's that boring style. I don't think he gets nearly the respect that Shaq gets. And he was probably a better player in the in the 2000s than Shaq. I mean, you, I look have, at, I, you look at Duncan's resume, he outplayed Shaq.
0: I have him. I mean, we talk about everyone talks about their top whatever. I don't think Shaq's in the top ten. I think I think Tim Duncan's in the top ten.
1: You don't think Shaq's in the top ten?
0: I think Shaq's like probably twelve.
1: You're fucking nuts.
0: I I, I think he's I think he's probably 12, 11, 12 somewhere in there. After we you could probably talk me into ten.
1: After we get done with this uh, this basketball revolution, we're definitely digging into your top ten because I want to summertime. <laughs> yeah, I need to see the motherfuckers on there because we disagree a lot on that.
0: Listen, if your top 10 doesn't include Bob Cousy, we ain't even got to talk about we it. You got Bob okay.
1: Cousy. Was that motherfucker that played for the Minneapolis Lakers that they think uh, is George Mikan? George Mikan's <laughs> probably number two on your list.
0: <laughs> if it, listen, if your, if your top 10 ain't got George Mikan on it, don't even bother, all right? <laughs> <It's been> wow, <wild, laughs> Basically, half- other than Michael Jordan, my top 10 don't include anybody that played after 1968.
1: Half, so. of, it, half of it's number five. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't, don't disrespect
0: Hondo, man. <laughs> Sam Jones, all right, Oscar. Um, All right, y'all so we're going to get out of here Um, let us know what you think about the Lakers Dynasty hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, the local Twitter whatever you need to get us at
1: yep that's it, that's it, that's all peace